This is Fishbowl Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Goen. Well, this is Pastor Justin again with another episode of Fishbowl Effect Podcast. This is the uh, second episode in this series called Psalm, Psalm 1. Um, we've been looking at the very first episode, uh, was made about a couple weeks ago, and we dealt with kind of the purpose and meaning or of the Psalms. We kind of did a quick introduction of the Psalm book of all the Psalms, but then also we went in depth into verse one and we made that application of basically, uh, the word blessed meaning a, a, a result of right conduct. And then we saw how the psalmist directly went into into the negative, basically saying this is what a blessed man doesn't do. His walk isn't this way. He doesn't stand. He doesn't sit. And we we really saw that that I can't even say slow, but quick progression. Not only in Psalm one, but we also looked at um, Lot. Remember Abraham and Lot and Lot's life, how he did that towards. Sodom and Gomorrah. But then if we look at any sin in our life, any time that we have found ourselves looking back and saying, oh man, how how in the world? You know, one of those like slap the forehead moments, like how in the world did I get here? We can, seriously, you can trace it back to the time that you were starting to walk, walk towards it or walking in the council of the ungodly. And then you found yourself standing around, kind of taking it in. And all of a sudden you got comfortable and sat down. This week, we kind of see the opposite of verse one. Well, not kind of, we do see the opposite of verse one. And this is what the word of God says in verse two of Psalm chapter one, verse two, this is the word of God, but his delight. So the opposite, it's a contrast word, contrast word, then verse one, but his, this, his is the blessed man that he's been talking about in verse one. His delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Got to say, I put in my episode, have you ever wondered what the what the true meaning and purpose of life is? If we can kind of boil it down, like reduce it. Um, I love to cook. I learned from my uncle, uh, Ronnie, how how to cook. Um, and he was an amazing chef, still is an amazing chef, amazing cook. And I learned a lot of terminology of how to take certain things, liquids, and reduce them down so they're thicker, so they're more syrupy. And um, a lot of times... I think the question is asked by a lot of Christians, what is the basic, and not just Christians, but people in life, although they don't, may not like to say and acknowledge that they think about this, but I am, I would go out on a limb and say most, if not all people, even atheists, people of different religions ask, what is the true meaning of life? What is the purpose of life? Why am I here? And there are many, many, hear me, I do not have the time this morning to go over the full counsel of God in its entirety in the Word of God. But since we are handling Psalm chapter 1, this verse points to that. I have one cross-reference, and I'll sum them all together. And honestly, it's we can look at Romans 11, Colossians as well, and see that everything is for God's glory, for of Him and to, to Him and through Him are all things to God be the glory forever. Amen. Uh, the main purpose of life, the main is is to bring God glory. But how how do we do that practically? How do we do that? Like that sounds great, and it is great. But what's the practical way of 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 bringing God 
glory. Number one, it starts as a Christian. It starts with placing, receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, receiving, confessing of your sins, believing with your heart to God, raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved with the, um, uh, uh, the heart. Um, man believeth in the righteousness with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, 9, and 10. That is the process, God's process, through the Apostle Paul, of how one becomes unsaved to being saved, or non-Christian to Christian, or a non-believer to a believer. Romans 10, 9, and 10. And then the Holy Spirit of God, through you, brings the change, the sanctification process that God himself brings about through his person of the Holy Spirit. And he sanctifies you, making you more like Christ, which is bringing him glory. But then I ask this question, what is, do we have skin in the game? Well, check out verse two again. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. This word delight that, that the psalmist uses here, it literally means his root purpose or his desire. It's um, a word that carries with it intimacy, kind of like you, you've heard um, the Bible verse that talks about the psalm, as the deer, as the heart panteth for the water brook. Oh, Lord, so doth my soul, so doth my heart pant, Lord, after you. It's just kind of like all I need, all I have ever. I just so want God. That's the word delight. But his delight, his root purpose, his root meaning, his root focus, his diligence, his dependency, all those words squinched, squeezed into the word delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, when the psalmist was writing this, the law consisted of primarily the first five books of the Bible. But throughout the canonization process and God speaking in his inerrant way through uh, through the different prophets that would come after this, also through the disciples, through the non-disciples, eyewitnesses who wrote the Gospels, through the Apostle Paul, through Peter, through John, uh, through our New Testament writers, we now have on this side of Psalm chapter 1, verse to a full compiling of the law of God. He's not just, wasn't just talking about the 10 commandments either here. He was talking about the totality of God's word, the law, meaning God's, God's word. And we going back to it, having God's entirety. Now we can see it in applying it to us, meaning the word of God, the Bible, the book in which we, you and I have his delight is in the law of the Lord. Can, can you say that? And I just recently in my, in my quiet time, Yesterday, read Psalm chapter 19, and a big portion of Psalm chapter 19, verses 7 through 11, talk about things of the Word of God. Now, you could also flip to Psalm 119 and read abundantly about the Word of God, um, and uh, you could also flip to Romans 116, Hebrews 412, 1 Peter 1, 3, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, Psalm 119, all, all massive cross-references for the inerrancy, the um, potency, um, the inspiration of the word of God. But simply put in Psalm 19, verse 7, it says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord, this word law and testimony and statutes and commandments, it's all different aspects of what he's kind of pulling out of meaning in the totality of it, his word. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. God's word will enlighten your eyes. The fear of the Lord is 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 clean, enduring forever. Uh, it, he, the Lord's 
the judgment of the Lord's are true and righteous altogether. More they to be desired than the gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey from the honeycomb. These are just different things that Psalm 19 verses 7 through 11 talk about the word of God. And so in the word of God is how we learn about our God, how we learn about his love, his passion for you, for I, his, his do's, his don'ts. Um, and the Bible says in Psalm chapter one, that the blessed, this right conduct, this, this blessing because a right conduct of living, uh, conduct of living isn't found in walking, standing or sitting in, in the world's life, but rather the, the blessedness, the right conduct comes from indulging or engaging or, or engulfing one's life and soul and passion in God's word to know God. Psalm chapter one, verse two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And get this, in his law doth he meditate day and night. The word meditate here, it means to think, it means to ponder. It means kind of like, you probably have heard this say every time you've maybe heard someone too. It's kind of like, um, I grew up around dairy cattle. Currently right now I'm in Nevada. There's not really much dairy cattle. There's meat cattle, but they still do this. Cattle sit down, they have multiple stomachs and they do something called chewing the cud. They eat, they lay down in a shade or in a circle, or sometimes they don't have it just in the sun. And they, and this may sound disgusting, but they upchuck or they throw back up in their mouth what they ate and they chew it over again. They chew the cud and then they swallow it. And they do this multiple times. This word meditate, it means to ponder, to bring back up, to regurgitate it, to think over and over and over again. And then he says day and night. I remember the first time I had the task of teaching this by actually my younger brother, Pastor Andrew Goins, who's currently right now pastoring at Kingsville Baptist Church in Kingsville, Maryland. And I read this and was studying and really getting in, thinking I was getting into each nook and cranny in the corners and just praying over it. God hit me like a brick, <laughs> like a brick. And it was exciting. And I've never, I, I've never not mentioned this when teaching Psalm 1-2, day and night. Here's a question. When does day become night? Here's another question. When does night become day? Is there kind of like a pause, a stop, boom, and then day becomes night? And then is there a pause, and then it becomes night? No. Day gradually becomes night, and night gradually becomes day. And that's the purpose of mentioning this, I truly believe, is that there, there's not a time to where we, we are only to do it, then we, um, meaning meditating on God's word, then we are to stop and then start again. It's a continuance. It's a throughout the day and throughout lifestyle, not just stopping. And so when you read this, I hope this is just a supplement. I've mentioned this multiple times. Not in this podcast yet, but in previous podcasts, don't use this as your Sunday time of worship. Don't don't use these podcasts as as your meat and potatoes. These are just supplements for your own time with God. I, I enjoy seeing people click and listen and like and comment or send me text messages for sure. But I don't do this for the purpose of it being your meat and potatoes. You need to spend that time with God alone for that. But in your supplemental time, I do want to say this: what you are reading on your own, chew the cut of that throughout the day. Meditate on that throughout the day. Don't just do it one time, but take time throughout the day to meditate over what you have read. Get that intimacy back with God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Do you know what the root purpose of life is in bringing God glory? It is to indulge or to engulf yourself with God in his word. 
to know him. In fact, here's a cross-reference. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 says this. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, talking about glory, not to base or to boast or celebrate in yourself or your achievements, but rather, get this, but let him that glorieth or boast or celebrate glory in this. So let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that he is he's he he has wisdom. He's growing in his knowledge and understanding of God. Glory is understanding and knoweth me that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things, I delight, saith the Lord. God says here, you know what I delight in? A person who has an intimate relationship with me and desires to get to know me. Jeremiah 9.24, in a nutshell. But he noticed what he says in verse 23 of Jeremiah 9.23. He says, don't glory in your riches. Don't glory in basically all these things in your achievements. Glory in this that you're getting to know me and that you have a passion and desire to learn and to love and to get to know me. You're understanding me and you're growing in your wisdom of me, knowing me, understanding and knowledge is, is this relationship communication is what, is what, is what the author is saying in Jeremiah nine twenty four. a relationship, which indirectly, directly friend relates to Psalm one, two. And in fact, you can go to uh, John 6, 40. What, what is the purpose? And I just came across my mind. So you may ha- hear pages rattling here in just a second because I want to make sure that I quote it uh, properly. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 40. And this is the will of him that sent me. This is Jesus talking about the everlasting bread of life or who he was. He's saying, and this is the will of him that sent me. Here's God's will. Uh, that That, he says, that everyone would seeth the Son, meaning here's God's will. Everyone that seeth me, Jesus was saying, and believeth on me may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at that day. Meaning the root purpose, here's God's will for everybody's life, that they would have a relationship with me. Who was Jesus? God. Who, who is, who was Jesus? God. And so Jesus is saying in John 640 even, here on earth, hey, here's God's will for all of mankind, that they would have a relationship with me, seeing me, pursue me, have a relationship with me. Jeremiah 9, 24, the same thing. Here's God saying through Jeremiah, here's what I delight in. People who have a passion to understand and know me. Glory and boast in that. Flipping back to Psalm 120, I mean, 1, 1, 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Friend, listen to this. I hope, I hope this is an encouragement to you. Maybe your Bible reading or Bible study or intimate time with God has been down as of lately. Hear me. I hope this is a is a is a semi conviction for you, but also a massive encouragement to to get up, confess it to God, but get up and pursue pursue God, pursue Him in His Word. You mano umano time with God. Get in His Word, read, pray, and just ask God, God, as I open the, your your Word up today, walk with me, teach me. I mean. It's been said multiple times, not by myself, by other people. You you want to hear God speak out loud? Read his word out loud. You, you, you want to know God? Read his word. Pray. Spend time with him in his word. This is where we meet God. <laughs> this is where we meet God. And so I just encourage you, find your root purpose. Find your delight. You don't know what the meaning of your life is? Just start reading in God's word and praying before you read it. God, speak to me. Speak to me in your word.
you will find out very quickly, very shortly, that you are fulfilling what the true meaning and purpose of your life is. And that is to grow in your knowledge and understanding and passion for the creator of the universe who loved you, who loves you, who sent his son to die for you. This is the true meaning and purpose of life. I thank you for taking time to listen to this. This is Pastor Justin Goins yet again with another episode of Fishbowl Effect Podcast. God bless.